Hello and welcome to the Gentle Living Podcast, a podcast for the highly sensitive soul seeking calm, balance and a more gentle way of living. My name is Becky Corbett, a holistic nurse and highly sensitive person based in sunny Brisbane, Australia. It is my mission to empower you to flourish and thrive with all the tools and resources that you need to nurture the nervous system through combining elements of science, spirituality, and intuition. I'm so grateful to have you here. Hello, gentle soul, and welcome to week one of four weeks of gentle living. I'm so excited to have you here as we embark on a small journey together to unwind, relax, and reconnect with your inner calm, the basis of what gentle living is. So whether you're joining me at the tail end of 2021 as I'm recording this, or if it's now 2022, doesn't matter when it is really, my intention for these four weeks is to support you to let go and to rest. Although I'm going to provide you with simple and implementable practices through these four weeks, my main intention in creating this is for you to release stress, surrender, and let go rather than adding more onto your plate. We're already doing so much in our modern day living and the basis of gentle living really is to be minimizing the stresses and the things that we don't actually need or which aren't lighting us up. One of my problems that I have with a popular perception of self-care is that it involves doing more. So that may be doing more yoga, doing more meditation, making sure you're eating more fresh produce, making sure you're meal planning, doing a specific morning routine. And of course, these are all wonderful things. And yeah, they absolutely are self-care. But what we really often overlook is the importance of just doing less. As highly sensitive folk, we already have enough going on in our minds, our nervous systems, and our bodies. We process the world deeply and in a higher frequency, meaning that we notice much more. And this can take its toll if we push ourselves and do more, but don't take the time to actually unwind and let go. I understand how difficult it can be to let go. I myself am guilty of this. I'm always feeling guilty for not doing enough, but this is what true self-care is. Across these bite-sized episodes that I'm bringing to you, you can listen to them on the go, during a walk, on your commute, uh, on the bus, or even better, you can fix yourself your beverage of choice and set time aside for this for yourself to just sit and tune in. I really want this to be a time where it's almost like you and I are sitting together one-to-one and I'm guiding you through these practices to support you just to rest and I just want to hold this space for you. Now, as soon as practical, practicable, <laughs> after you've listened to each episode, I encourage you to actually do and implement the practices. I'm often guilty of reading a book filled with exercises, like a personal development book or something along the lines of improvement. And I'll take on challenges or programs and I'll absorb the contents and really enjoy it, but then neglect to do the critical step, which is actually going to make the difference. And that is to do the practice. 
When I was thinking of this, the quote which comes to mind is, you can't hire someone to do your push-ups for you by Jim Rohn, meaning that to notice a shift within yourself, you need to take accountability for your own results and progress. In the accompanying email guide for this week, I will encourage and remind you to commit to the next four weeks. And in doing so, you will notice the subtle shifts in yourself and your overall well-being. But unfortunately, it's not always a passive process. But the good news is there's not going to be a heap to do. It's more about letting go. And that can be oftentimes more challenging for many of us. So this brings me to mention that before we do get started on week one today, be sure to register at www.thegentlelivingnurse.com forward slash four weeks, the number four, four weeks of gentle living. I'll leave the link in the show notes. And that's just so that you can receive your accompanying email guides, which include a summary of each week, along with the practices to support you to implement and integrate. All right, gentle soul, let's begin. Today, I like to take you on a journey of nourishing your sensitive nervous system. Now, as I said that, a loud motorbike just went by. (laughs) One of my nervous system triggers is loud noises. I'm not sure if the microphone has picked it up, but anyhow, um, very timely. So this week, we're going to be starting really simple. And let's just start with a bit of background. Nervous system balancing is foundational to the work that I do with my clients. It's been foundational to my own healing journey as well. As highly sensitive people or HSPs, we indeed have more sensitive nervous systems than non-HSPs. And this is what a lot of the research and science out there has indicated. It's not just something that's been made up. This means that we're more responsive, alert, attuned, and perceptive of both what is going on in our external and our internal environments. And that is why we are often more susceptible to things like stress, overwhelm, anxiety, exhaustion, and fatigue. Every single HSP I have spoken with throughout the course of my work with HSPs or clients that I've supported have certainly suffered or struggled with at least one of these things. And this is because our sensitive nervous systems need a lot of care to rebalance and recalibrate. Yet we live in a noisy world, which is not always supportive of our needs. Therefore, it's essential that we begin to develop a deeper awareness of our needs and address them because who else is going to if we're not doing that for ourselves, right? To do that, it's helpful to begin at the root and understand our nervous systems. You're probably familiar with the terms fight and flight and rest and digest. These are terms that describe the core functions of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems respectively, which are all part of the overall autonomic nervous system. I do recommend if you're not familiar with the nervous system, just go and Google uh, nervous system physiology (laughs) just to get a overview of it because I won't go into the depths of what it actually is. So I'd like to introduce you today to polyvagal theory if you haven't already heard of it. It was developed by Dr. Stephen Porges in 1994. 
I've only just started implementing Dr. Porges' work into my own work, and I believe that this theory is really important for everyone to understand, but especially for us HSPs who may be inclined to experience overwhelm as a result of our sensitive perception of the world. As HSPs, whether we are consciously aware of it or not, we're constantly scanning our environments for potential danger. This is why stimulation, which may seem innocuous to the non-HSP, such as noise or the noisy motorbike that just went by before that I mentioned, busy environments, extreme temperatures or smells, anything that affects the senses can sometimes seem too much. So Stephen Porges describes the process of the brain constantly scanning and receiving stimulation from our environment for potential dangers as neuroception. Neuroception is a process which allows us to quickly identify and assess potential dangers in an effort to then keep ourselves safe. It can often occur unconsciously too, and this explains why many of us HSPs can seem a little jumpy or set off by the slightest thing. However, when we're in this hypervigilant state chronically, we experience chronic anxiety, stress, exhaustion, and fatigue. Of course, this then affects how we're showing up in our day-to-day lives. Polyvagal theory proposes that that there are three subdivisions of the nervous system and they relate to how we show up in our world and connect with others. So there's the dorsal vagal subdivision. Uh, This is a part of the parasympathetic nervous system. Excuse me. My past understanding was that the parasympathetic division was all about rest, relaxation, chill, zen, all those types of things, yet it's also associated with the commonly known freeze or shutdown response when a certain danger seems insurmountable. This can sometimes happen if we experience intense social anxiety, if we're in a situation we feel we just cannot escape, or even during stressful events like public speaking, we can feel as though our throat is closing over and have difficulty in communicating and dissociate from the experience altogether. Then there's the ventral vagus, which is part of the sympathetic nervous system, so the commonly known fight and flight response. And then the most complex and evolved of the subdivisions is the parasympathetic ventral vagus system. So don't worry about these big words if science is not really your thing or you're not familiar with it. But anyhow, I just wanted you to get a gist of what I'm uh, talking about here so it makes sense to the practice that you're going to be implementing uh, after this episode. So when this subdivision, the parasympathetic ventral vagus system, is in action, we're generally at our best. We have capacity for social connection. It can also be described as the tend and befriend response. So we're able to hold great empathy for others, hold space for others, socially engage, just feel ourselves really. As HSPs, we want to be showing up in connection with our inner calm, creativity and capacity to support others. But when we load too much onto our plates and neglect care of our own nervous systems, we feel burdened. And sometimes this can start to turn up as things like cynicism or resentment. Having that understanding of neuroception, that the brain is constantly scanning for dangers and stress, we then need to draw awareness of 
okay, so what are my stresses and triggers in my environment? Because often they can be subconscious or we may have a tendency to dismiss them altogether whilst upholding the needs of others. So in week one of these four weeks of gentle living, I invite you to reflect on what are your stresses and triggers? This is something that I go into more depths with, with my one-to-one clients. And it can be really powerful because you can begin to identify that there are stresses and triggers that you may not have realized were actually there. Please be completely honest with yourself with this too. You don't need to tell anyone about this. It's if you're not being honest with yourself about it, you're not going to get the benefits of it. They can be as big or as small as you think, but I want to emphasize that there is no stressor or trigger that's too minor if it is affecting your overall well-being. They can also fluctuate depending on your external circumstances too. If you're listening to this as we approach the festive period, it can be a time filled with plenty of stresses for the HSP. Shopping centers are busier than usual. Social activities generally increase in frequency. We may have more commitments on. We may be expected to spend extended time with family. We may consume increasing amounts of unhealthy foods and alcohol. We may not exercise as much, fall out of our routines. Whatever in time, wherever, sorry, in time that you are right now, Consider what are your stresses and triggers? Are they work-related? Are they family-related? They could be all of the above. I'll share some of mine with you to get you started on reflecting on your own. My first one, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, is loud, unpleasant, and persistent noises such as traffic, construction work, and noisy public places consuming too much sugar, heavy foods, and alcohol, having several social engagements across a week or in a day, having extended social time of more than a few hours, having too many commitments on at once and feeling time pressure, spending too much time in artificial environments and not having enough time in natural, peaceful environments. Once you have an awareness of your stresses and triggers, understand that by process of neuroception, your brain may perceive some of these events to be dangerous. And then that activates your nervous system into dorsal vagal or parasympathetic shutdown or sympathetic ventral vagal, which is the fight or flight dominance. I'm not sure about you, but if I feel a sense of danger or overwhelm, the last thing I want to be doing is then adding more self-care tasks or just tasks in general onto my plate. The kindest, most nurturing and self-caring thing you can do is to withdraw, step away, release and let go. This week, with your awareness of these stresses and triggers, it's time to reduce or remove your exposure to them altogether. Of course, in some instances, it may not always be possible. The aim isn't always for eradication, but reducing your burden to facilitate you into a more parasympathetic ventral vagal state, which is the tend and befriend mode. 
This is where you're going to be feeling more calm, connected and within a state of safe social engagement. When I reflect on my personal list of triggers and stresses, I can reduce their burden. I might not be able to eradicate them altogether, but I can certainly reduce their burden by limiting my exposure to overly noisy environments, or if that's unavoidable, making sure I have some respite, quiet time alone to recharge. More mindfully consuming sugar and alcohol, especially leading to the festive period, whilst also allowing myself to enjoy these treats. Implementing boundaries around how many social engagements I choose to attend. Generally, if I have a big social commitment one day, I will need to set the following day aside to rest and recharge. Reviewing what commitments are essential and which ones I can say no to or postpone and balance time spent in artificial environments with time in nature or just stepping out to get some fresh air. So that's it for week one of four weeks of gentle living. I wish you all the best in reviewing your stresses and triggers. And please remember to be honest with yourself around what you need to let go of. This is about letting go. Remember also to register for your accompanying email guide for this episode and the next three weeks at www.thegentlelivingnurse.com forward slash four weeks of gentle living. And if you'd like to learn more about polyvagal theory, I have also left the link to Dr. Stephen Porges website in the show notes. Take care of yourself, gentle soul, happy, nurturing nervous system time, and join me again next week for week two, in which we'll connect with your best superpower, your intuition. Thank you so much for tuning in, gentle soul. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave me a comment and rating. This helps immensely to boost the visibility of this podcast, making it easier for fellow HSPs to find and to tune in. If you're seeking more connection and would like to find out more about the trait of high sensitivity, come join us in the Gentle Living for the Highly Sensitive Soul Facebook community. Or if you'd like more tailored and individualized support, you can visit my website to find out more. The links can be found in the show notes.